It's the end of the podcasting year. So we take a look back at the year that was 2018, including some lovely festive delights. Yes, it's all coming up on the Scenic UK podcast, episode 549. Hello and welcome to the show. Joining me is two guests on two both sides. Guests. What a festive treat. <laughs> you started, Rich, so we'll start with you. Hello. It's Rich Trenholm. Hello. How the devil are you? Very well, thanks. Feeling festive. We recorded this in August. Uh, <laughs> this is pre-recorded. Well, I don't feel festive at all. <laughs> no, I'm only joking. We recorded in, in November. It's... <laughs> It's it's early to mid December. It is December. I'm only kidding. Only kidding. It's it's nearly Christmas. We're allowed to be festive. Yeah. Um, And we're also joined by Katie Collins. Hello. And how are you? Also feeling very festive. I even baked my first first batch of Christmas cookies yesterday with chai spices. Yes. Which were great. You'll notice that I've put some tinsel on our table for festive reasons. But I think we can festive things up a little more. I did go shopping this morning. (laughs) I have done some some prep for this episode. First first of all, we've got a variety of Christmas headwear. This is exciting. what, what could Down, it be? Well, we've got... Um, is it a book? It we've looks got like a book. Rudolph Antlers with a broken antler <laughs> for someone. Um, we've got a Santa hat. Katie, down to your right for two other hats. Maybe you could pass me them up, please. Oh, uh, these are not very festive, Andy. It's totally festive. <laughs> this is a adventurer's pith helmet to adventure into Christmas. And this is a cheese hat. And as you know, cheese is very festive. We eat a lot of cheese this at Christmas. Very true. That's true. That's true. I'll, have, I'll have a Santa hat unless you want the Santa You want the Santa hat? hat. That's fine. Hat. Yeah, Katie, I assumed you may want the cheese hat. I actually really do. I and thought I th- you might. I think you should be, I think you should be the reindeer. Oh, no. I'm, I'm leading this adventure. So I'm going to be in the yeah. pith helmet. But that's okay. not all. Step into Christmas. Here we go. Um, would, right. any, would anyone like a, a festive what great radio tinsel this is. feather boa? Oh, you know what? I'm going to have that. This is amazing Sorry. radio. <laughs> it's, it's amazing. Andy is now wrapping himself now, in tinsel. Let Completely. me tell you what else we've got on the go. Whoa, there's a whole... So much Christmas stuff that we're going to sample. There's sack. Parmesan and prosciutto hand-cooked crisps from Marks and Spencers. Katie, would you like to open this? Yeah. Other hand-cooked parmesan and prosciutto crisps are available. Iberico ham hand-cooked crisps from Marks and Spencers. Oh, thanks. Rich, okay. you want to open those? This is, let's do this away from the mic a little bit. Pigs in blankets with cranberry and orange dip. That's here. Let's get those open. Put them oh, on the yeah. table. This is great. Are they good? We should do this all the time. Fantastic. Yeah, we should. So we've got oh, those. I will have one of these. These are my favourite. Crackling crisps with an apple cider and rosemary dip. Also very festive. Also, <laughs> notably that I bought these from Marks and Spencers and all of their Christmas range give um, money to shelter. So this is basically charity that I'm doing mm, here. This is charity. So I'm put those work. there. That's true. Um, we've got festive mini macaroons. We'll have oh those God, too. Oh my those are horrible. Are they horrible? <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, well. Uh, Two mini mince pies. We'll have a mince pie to take the taste away. Awesome, no, I hate awesome mince pies. Crisp. This is, this is right. awful. Katie, have the mince pies. <laughs> um, what else have we got? We've got chocolate Santas. We can put those there. We can have those. I bought solid milk chocolate merry men. No. Merry wow. men. How merry do they look? So we have mm. those two. I'll leave those with Andy, Rich. there's so much food here. Um, and I, I bought Prosecco. I was going to ask. <laughs> yeah, have we got something to drink? Yeah, well, the answer is, of course, yes, we, wash it down? we have. So I think we should open this. We can't go on with a festive podcast without some festive Oh, Prosecco. wait, we're doing a podcast. <laughs> we are still podcasting. Yeah, I thought this was a, this was a fun thing that's going to happen. What are we going to be doing today, then? We're going to talk about the things that we've enjoyed this year. Rich, that is exactly what we're going to talk about um, on the podcast today. And mm-hmm. you know that's because we've already had this conversation. Mm. So um, hopefully you've been digging through the, your year 
No. And finding out what it is that you want to talk Woo. about. Katie, I hope, has been doing the same, and I certainly have. You know what? Don't get Prosecco in the mic. Take a glass. Thanks. I'm going to take a glass, and Katie can take a glass. Oh, and Jay, yeah. would you like a glass? Would producer Jay like a glass of Prosecco? You as know, well? this is. Do you of course, the, you would. You want to hear the glasses? There we go, readers, listeners. Uh, you can hear these. these I'm glasses sorry, but are they so wouldn't... classy. They have 100 mil and 125 mil markings on them. That's how classy. They said this I'm not old enough to have real is. glass. Um, they said I'll only hurt myself. Well, they, you know, real glass has been used in podcasts before, know. and it always leads to violence. Pass so this, this is probably a good Jay. thing yeah. that we uh, that the podcast is uh, is just using fake glass. But stuff. you're you're. I mean, swap that with you. Okay. So you're right. In terms mm. of the podcast, Cheers. we're going to be having a look through the year, and we've got everything from phones that I've been looking at. We've mm -hmm. got. Um, some of Katie's top news um, features mm -hmm. of the year. And this isn't news heavy, this isn't timely, so this week we're not doing, for example, the big O2 um, data outage of last week, which was, um, as we all know, a pain in lots of people's um, behinds. Yeah, it's my, including mine. I got lost. Well, I was you on, on O2. I was, I was on a bus, and I was just going to Waterloo, oh, where I go yeah, to. Yeah. <laughs> on a regular basis. Yeah. And I managed to get lost. I had no idea how I was supposed to get there. I mean, I knew how to get there, but I was, know, we didn't know the quickest way to get there. Interestingly, so. nor will the buses, because TFL's transport network runs on the back of O2's network. No, so the really? buses were all, um, they were all, could obviously run, but they couldn't give their live location. So in terms of saying, oh, well, you no, know, no, like no. the boys. That is absolutely terrible. Um, <laughs> so yeah, there you go. These I things affect everyone. Um, <laughs> I am going to kick off my year in 2018 oh, by talking about some phones, if oh. you don't mind. Oh, As we always know, it's the year is basically a battle between Apple and Samsung, Apple and that has Samsung. still been the case this year. Do you agree, Rich? Yeah, yeah, How are those? Which ones are you on? Parmesan and prosciutto? They're really nice. Mm. Very nice. I'm going to put them down because um, it's not great radio, is it? No. There's a lot of cracking going on. It is tasty. Well, um, so <laughs> Apple, of course, earlier in, um, in autumn launched the XS mm. range of phones. Because um, nothing succeeds like excess. Over 10s, exactly. Um, they didn't really push the boundaries like the 10 did last mm. year. Okay. So uh, there's a lot of lot of talk about Apple sort of again losing some of the buzz. The the sales weren't quite as exciting as they expected mm. with the original with the with the 10 mm. from before. But Samsung hasn't had a great year of it either. The S9. Samsung should have stepped in and capitalised. They should have swooped in. So the problem with S yeah with the S9 is that that basically was the same phone as the S8 from the year before, and it was only. Like a couple of camera tweaks which really mm. made any difference and mm. it wasn't an exciting phone and the consumers have agreed like the sales simply haven't been very exciting for the S9 v S9 plus Samsung has admitted in its company calls in its um, in its finance calls mm. that it simply hasn't done as well as it it's should have done that. and that they need to do something a bit more right. again um, we don't have exact sales figures mm. for this and the same was with the note because they launched the note 9 mm. And the Note 8 did okay, but that was off the back of the Note 7's explosive launch. Yeah. Mm. So it's interesting that they have that both companies have kind of gone with a, a very safe bet safe this year. Hands. They haven't tried to push the boundaries. Steady the, For, steady the course. Um, please do correct me if I'm wrong here, but from what I understand... I'm sure um, I will. <laughs> the um, It's actually not uh, Apple's most expensive phone. It's been its big seller this year. That's right. It's the uh, it's the 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 iPhone XR, <coughs> which was um, introduced as a kind of um, a sort of 
a cheaper version. Um, it's like the iPhone 5C when yeah. they did the plastic 5C. But unlike the 5C, it's not plastic. It's still it's still a really expensive phone. Mm. Um, and, you know, it's got pretty much all of the features that you could wish for, but without just some of those little extras that are really pushing the price up mm. um, at the top end. So, I, and I, th I think... Um, yeah, from what I understand, you know, they've had to kind of ramp up production because the demand for that for that particular phone is being higher than they yeah. thought it would be. Absolutely. And I think the safe approach that both those companies have taken is what's meant that this year is when Huawei, Chinese brand Huawei, has mm. stormed in. Come up on and, the outside. Yeah, and it's now the second biggest smartphone maker in the world. What? So it's really like there's been a big shift in kind of where people are really buying their devices. Um, and that, I think, has been kind of the thing of 2018. While we've got what we always assume to be the most elite brands playing mm. it safe, not really doing anything, not pushing the boundaries, but still charging a super high amount, mm. you've got Huawei coming in and really building on what it's been doing with being a bit more affordable and pushing those technologies further. Because the, the Mate 20 Pro, mm. which I reviewed, is a brilliant phone. Okay. It's really, really good, really high-end. It's got cool tech like this in-screen fingerprint scanner, which was, at the time was the first phone that we saw this on. Mm. Um, it's got this really amazing camera. It looks great. And it's a good couple of hundred pounds cheaper mm. than its Apple equivalent. So people are looking at these phones thinking, well, Huawei is offering a more exciting phone for a better price. Yeah. And they're going towards Huawei. It's the same reason why OnePlus has been going from strength to strength over the last couple of years. Mm. Um, and in fact, to the extent where they are pushing out... Um, so they have announced actually last week um, that they are going to be next year launching the first 5G smartphone of the UK mm -hmm. in partnership with EE. So when 5G launches here in the UK, <laughs> it will be OnePlus, yep. a once affordable you know, cheap but decent. Also kind of niche with a kind of cult following, not really but, that well known. Yeah, very much like a cult a cult brand is now going to be the launch brand for 5G mm. in the UK, which it, things have really, really changed in the industry. Mm. I, we would not have been having this conversation at the end of 2017. Yeah, I mean, I do remember like for years now we were talking about upstart brands. I mean, it's probably been about 10 years when we were talking about uh, OnePlus and Huawei and yeah. uh, like I don't know Wiley Fox and a bunch of other people who've fallen by the wayside. But it is good to see like the uh, the market diversifying mm. a bit. So it's not just this Apple Samsung monopoly. Well, also the um, the one thing that I've uh, f discovered as well in my uh, talking to analysts about the arrival of five G in Europe is there's always a kind of whenever there's a new generation of mobile technology. There is a um, there's a, a, a reshuffle at the top. Mm. So um, the the top brands from the generation before usually mm. kind of fall from grace a little bit. There's a bit of a, everyone has to kind of fight to reestablish their footing sure. a little bit. Um, and, you know, we saw that when um, we came, we went from 3G to 4G, in particular in the case of HTC, um, mm. which now is, you know, is a, 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 the kind of, um, during the 3G era kind of rose to be mm. um, maybe number three, I mm. think. Yeah. Um, the, the smartphone makers, and now, and now it's really, yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, we expect, this is why, um, for, uh, companies like OnePlus mm. um, and you know some of the other Chinese companies that like have, Xiaomi, yeah. Oppo. Mm. So they they are seeking to establish dominance in five G early, mm. um, so that because they know that they've got everything to play for at this point in time mm. when there's going to be a reshuffle, and yeah. if they can like now is the time for them to really get a foothold. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Point. 
So it's interesting. Uh, that isn't is it? a thoughtful and insightful point that was slightly <laughs> ruined by the big cheese on, on your head. Yeah, if you I are find it really difficult to look at you while you're saying like interesting analysis. <laughs> if you <laughs> are listening to the audio only version, on Katie is wearing a giant wedge of Swiss cheese Let us on paint her a head. A word picture. For Genuinely, you. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's that's interesting. But I, I have think a question. It, go on. Can I have a macaroon, please? A macaroon, yeah. I'll pass Thanks that over. How how was that macaroon, Katie? Um, Thank you. Uh, mm, I mean, I'm used to French ma- French made macaroni. Oh, oh la la. And I would say that this is uh, a bit, it's not li- quite light enough. Okay. It's quite um, stodgy in the centre. Stodgy, it's he not, says. It should, be, should have a, a more brittle um, outer layer mm. um, with just a slight chew. So, um, I'm going to have a go on it. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to the Great British Bake Off <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Uh, which um, we have pivoted okay. to doing now. Technology was a dead end, so we just thought baking. Everyone likes baking. Yeah. Let's do that. I don't normally like a macaroon, but this one's pretty good. Yeah, I like this. I, yeah, I, this I one's quite, right. quite chewy, to be honest. Yeah. I'm going to save that on <laughs> um, on my computer until later. So that's kind of what's been going on in the year, but it does mean that going into 2019, we've mm. actually got a hell of a lot to be excited about, really. Because obviously the year launches with CES, and Katie, you're going out to CES. Are there any sort of big major things that you're expecting so far, or is it a bit too early to tell? Looks like it's a bit too early to tell, or is it that you're eating? <laughs> the floor. I can't, I this, can't tell. In this I've either asked, I've either asked you a question you weren't prepared for, or I've asked you a question while you've got a mouthful of food. Um, Either way, just 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 plow on, just go. For <laughs> yeah, it. As, as it happens, um, it's not too early to to think about this at all. So we're you know we're expecting to see um, a kind of continuation of some of the themes that we've seen over the past few years. For example, um, greater integration with voice assistants like Alexa mm. uh, and Google Assistant. Um, so more smart home. I mm. think smart home again is going to be a really big thing this year. Um, it's traditionally not a big show for for mobile, but um, given that um, it is such a an important year with the as we just talked about the advent of five G, we are expecting to see some announcements in oh, that yes. area. Mm-hmm. There'll be like the usual kind of slew of TVs and laptops, mm. um, and some kind of um, you know some things in the audio uh, section as well. Um, I personally am um, really excited about. Um, some of the robotics that are going to be on show there. It's always a really cool mm. show to see some robotics, some often concepts, but also we're starting to see the emergence of real kind of home robots. Um, We've had Ibo, so you're yeah. relaunching Ibo into the US exactly, and uh, for thousands of dollars. If you haven't, uh, one of our colleagues in New York, Richard Carey, has written an, an amazing review about what it was like to live for a week with Ibo with her with her daughter, um, and that they put together a really cute video of them kind of unboxing Ibo and then. Mm living with him, introducing Ibo to a, a real dog. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that, that was that was really cute. So and we're starting to ensued. see, yeah. I'm really hoping that we're going to see some kind of interesting things along those lines. Um, we're also, there, the other things that are going to be big topics, I think they're, they're really looking at smart cities um, and they're also going to be having a new section this year on travel technology, which I'm going to be looking at and hopefully we'll see some cool mm. kind of concepts coming out of that too. Cool. Um, so that's in the beginning of January, and of course we've got Mobile World Congress at the end of Feb, and that's where we're definitely going to see a lot of talk about 5G, we're going to see a lot of 5G handsets coming out, because if OnePlus have got a 5G handset, you can bet that most other companies will do. We do know that we're not going to see an iPhone, a 5G iPhone next year, um, but I strongly suspect that Samsung's uh, new flagship, the Galaxy S10, um, will be 5G, mm. and we will see, like 5G is obviously going to be a big 
topic for the show. Mm. Mm. So it's exciting that we are going to have that launching in the UK. It's still a little unclear on what exactly it's going to mean because it's not just the, 5G is not just the case that you're just going to have faster data speeds on your phone mm. and that's it. It's about having more bandwidth and more connected devices like the Internet of Things and that sort of thing. And it's still not exactly clear how different companies are going to utilize that. So um, I think it's going to be exciting to kind of see how the launch goes and sort of what, what comes up about mm. that. Um, but that's that's as much as I kind of want to go into on the gadgets side of the show. Mm. Um, obviously, we've had a great year in gaming as mm. well, I wanted to mention. Um, the big highlight, the obviously, is Red Dead Redemption 2, mm. which last night I actually finally finished the game. Yeah. Uh, God, it's taken me a long time. Because you think at one point that you finished it, it turns out you really have not finished it. And it just keeps on going. That sounds awful. And it also has the longest credit sequence in the world as well. So oh, it's like, yeah. have I definitely finished? Or is there a bit more? Yeah. Wait, have I finished? I wasn't, I wasn't no, sure. a bit more. <laughs> but that is a phenomenal game. Really is kind of, at the moment, the absolute, at the cutting edge of what gaming can do at the moment. Um, but it has been some <coughs> other things. I loved the Forza, Forza Horizon 4. Um, I also loved doing my own Forza Horizon road trip around the UK, um, mm. which is a feature you can go and read. I'll put a link in the show notes. Um, but it's been good, but there's been a lot of games that I haven't been too fussed about. Far Cry 5 was was mm-hmm. was fine. Visually, it looked great, but it, it was... It was a far, far it was cry basically, from what you were hoping for. Oh, Rich, it certainly was. <laughs> yeah. um, Shadow of the Tomb Raider, again, very meh. It was, it was pretty much the same game as before, except... Not quite as. That's funny because the film was exactly. It was also uh, just really blah. Just really, just not very interesting. Yeah, no. which 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 is a shame because which I is think a shame. it's a franchise that I think it could lend itself well to a really good <laughs> film. Yeah, but we'll come on to that because we were we're going to pick your brains about all film things for the year. Um, oh, we're not on me yet. We're not on you. We're going <laughs> to come to you soon. Um, <laughs> you're you're the highlight of the show, so we're saving you for the for the um, big rousing so end. I'm just the great a, finale. I've eaten a chocolate merry man. And how is he? He's not very merry anymore. Did you name him? <laughs> no, I always like na- to name my no, victims. I, I, I think that's worse. It's <laughs> I don't like the humanised aspect of there it. You Thank you. Okay. Try. Um, don't look them in the eye when you chew. I asked. I asked <laughs> us all. From behind. <laughs> I asked us all to go through our catalogue of the year and kind of pick a feature that is particularly um, special to you. And for me. What uh, was yours? This is a feature that actually has just gone live this week. Although really, I probably stolen this from you but you can say this as well because it's one that Katie and I worked on together where we wanted to find out what hashtag van life is really all about what it's like to do a big um, camper van road trip and we took a VW camper um, 2600 miles all around Europe um, going to these amazing locations on these amazing roads to see what really was involved. Yeah. And I think it was pretty good. We didn't break down. We no. didn't crash. What is, what, is the, what is the hashtag van life? What does that mean? So, I don't so it's a big is. millennial travel trend of this okay. year, really. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and what it is, is it's this kind of um, uh, taking the kind of nomad lifestyles to the next level, which obviously has been mm-hmm. enabled by uh, digital, you know, online life. Okay. Um, you see increasingly people kind of just going off and doing their own thing and mm. working and living as, as they want. Okay. Um, and In a van. Uh, Yes, right. um, and so this is kind of, yeah, this is sort of taking it to the next level. Often when people do this, um, they don't, as Andy and I do, kind of take a sort of off-the-shelf van. They, they often buy a van and renovate it and mm-hmm. take it out. And, but you and were lazy. We were, and we also, I mean, in more ways than one, because um, it's, as we said, it's a big Instagram trend. Mm. Now, the, a lot of the pictures that you see on Instagram are, um, 
you only really realize when you actually kind of get out on the road how much work it takes to stage some of these insane <laughs> photos where you, the, the the vans are like decked out in fairy lights with you know these kind of uh, people lying looking beautiful which mm. is very it's very hard to do you don't look don't tend to look your best when you're traveling in a van <laughs> in for the days. back of a van yeah. um and you know kind of um uh these these beautiful in these beautiful locations mm. um and um and we kind of went to find out sort of what you know what the reality of it was like whether sure. it was or it, whether it was this kind of amazing sort of fantasy that mm you know, is, is an enviable state of living. Mm. Um, and I mean, what we found was that when it came to um, the, the freedom that it gave us mm. um, and the ability to be spontaneous, um, it was really great. But, you know, there were other things um, about the, the, the lifestyle that you don't see on Instagram. Like the majority of the time, you know, especially if you're traveling through a, co a country where mm. you can't just wild camp anywhere. And a lot of, a lot of countries in Europe have those mm. laws. Um, you end up parked up, you know, in a kind of massive caravan park with, you know, <laughs> uh, people that are sort of um, 30 years older than you, 40 yeah. years older than <laughs> Lots you, of families. surrounded by pensioners. Uh, yeah. um, oh, and, God. you know, it's just who have who rocked up there and sort of made their home there for the summer. And, mm. and it's quite noisy and it's mm -hmm. very, um, it's not not necessarily that picturesque nah, right um, a lot of people do just illegally wild camp anyway because it's it's we were told that it, it's off it's the case in slovenia certainly i believe that the fines that you're likely to get from mm. wild camping would actually be less than you'd pay to camp for a night in a camping place okay uh, anyway so a lot of people will do that but the problem is is that when we're there writing for cbs we can't really justify can't doing that we need to be we you know we have to be careful and mm. we, we, we can't possibly say to encourage any of our listeners to do that, but some people do, and that's where they get some of their photos. <laughs> um, also, the other, as I mentioned, the um, just saying, it's it is very hard to kind of, you know, sometimes you do have to go a couple of days without having a shower mm. because you know you're not somewhere where there are facilities. Um, it is hard to kind of like look amazing and like feel that you're like at your best, and like the van gets grubby because you're. You know, it might have been raining, it might have been muddy, you might have been out and about, and then you mm. get in, and it's hard to kind of keep keep it free of mud and mm. keep mm. it tidy and keep it clean. Like mm. it's, it's it's kind of hard work to do that. Mm. So some of the some of the way that it's portrayed mm. is really um, very unrealistic, and you know you have to be the kind of person that's willing to put up with a certain amount of discomfort. I think and van um, life exposed. Yeah, yeah I think but, for us, what we found is that basically it's. It, it was great. It, it was an, um, such an amazing holiday, mm. an amazing two weeks, and it's and holiday. but but we wouldn't want to live. Told us it was work. <laughs> oh no, um, but we wouldn't want to live in one. Like we, I'd, I'd love to have one of the uh, one of these campers parked outside my house, ready mm. for if I just you know if you finish work <laughs> on a Friday, you can hop you in. Take a fast getaway. Well, yeah. Well, it's like if you want to, you finish work on a Friday on a Friday, you get home and mm. you can just drive straight up to like. You know, into the the heart of Wales and the mountains yeah. and stuff. Where are you looking at on the map at the moment? Guildford, Woking, Stafford, <laughs> Stafford, um, Stafford right now. Um, Just want to get away to Woking. Want to get away be. to Stafford? Yes, I'll have more, please. Thank you. <laughs> um, but it's not yeah, something that man. the whole the idea of like buying this and living and that becomes your life. You perpetually mm. travel. Mm. They're not. I, I just don't think you'd be comfortable enough. I certainly couldn't do it. it but it's but it is an amazing holiday and definitely something you should mm. consider okay. if that's um, up your. And if you street. don't want to do up a whole van, you can um, you can rent one. Or something. You can rent one. Mm. Yeah, mm. um, and you can you know you can buy the vans pre-made. You know the VW 
California Ocean is the one we had. You know, oh, the four wheels, everything. Yeah, not with, not a flat pack. <laughs> comes with two wheels as standard. If you want to add extra, then mm. you can do rich. Um, so yeah, there's my there's my thing. It's in the current issue of CNET magazine, which is available, excuse me, in the US um, or it's online at CNET.com. That's you the can thing. F- you can. I'll link to it in the show notes. Hashtag and man life. It's Loving in it. Battery HQ it. on Twitter. <laughs> Laughing it. <laughs> Sorry, so I, I, I won't promo. I, I won't think, promo I my work. I think that um, Prosecco has gone to Rich's head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's getting Larry. <laughs> uh, Katie. Hello. Tell us about your 2018. Okay. Um, I mean, I've had a great 2018. Well, that's work. good to know. I've, I've been um, I've been writing about kind of things that are on my beat. So like news and features about tech in Europe. I've been um, writing some more. Um, uh, some some culture stuff for, mm. w- uh, with Rich. Yep, absolutely. Um, mm-hmm. It's been really fun. Mm-hmm. And I've also been kind of going a little bit off-piste as well at times and writing <laughs> about stuff Skiing. that just interests me. Um, okay. But uh, I thought I'd just pick out a few different things, starting yep. with on the more kind of serious side. Um, one story that's really been interesting me from a UK perspective this year is um, there's obviously been this huge data scandal with Facebook and Cambridge Analytica. Um, and the, the one aspect of it that's really kind of got me hooked is this kind of ongoing battle that we've got with, between Parliament in the UK and Mark Zuckerberg, where they really want him to come and testify and talk to, talk to them about what went wrong and what happened. Mm. And he's like, no, I don't want to come and talk to you. Yeah. Um, and UK who? <laughs> Never heard of you. <laughs> um, and he's obviously, he's, he's testified in front of Congress in the US and he's also been to the European Parliament. Um, it's like a lot of US companies that just doesn't really give a crap about the UK. I mean, the thing is, um, so I, I spoke to earlier this year to the politician who's kind of really been pushing for him to come to the UK, uh, Damien Collins, mm. no relation. Um, who is, um, he's the chair of the Digital Culture, Media and Sport Committee, mm-hmm. and he's been leading the Parliament's fake news inquiry. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, you know, he gave a number of really good reasons why um, why Zuckerberg should come to the UK, um, including, you know, the fact that a lot, like the, a lot of the uh, things that happened during the scandal, you know, Cambridge Analytica as a company is based here. Um, Alexander Kogan, who was the um, the academic who harvested the data, um, is based was based at Cambridge University, um, mm. and you know he it also involves the data of a lot of um, UK citizens. Mm. Um, and now Facebook has sent, I think, at least three people. Um, to answer questions in Parliament, um, none of whom have mm. um, proved satisfactory, have been able to give mm. the uh, the committee the answers that they want. Well, it's quite um, telling, isn't it, that uh, that Zuckerberg won't come to the UK, which seems to be one of the committees that's really giving people a hard time. Yeah, and he's gone to Congress, and he's just had some like ninety year old senators asking him mm. why their email isn't working. Mm. Yeah, and uh, you know, so what is Facebook? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so um, I mean, uh, there's, there's been some there've been some people doing good work in yeah. the, in the US and, and in Europe. I'm only kidding, but um, but but yeah, it does seem like he's kind of ducking the uh, ducking the issue. Absolutely, and um, what one thing that they've done as well is that they've said that if Mark Zuckerberg comes to the UK for any reason that Parliament, <laughs> Parliament may <laughs> issue him with a formal summons, which means that... Um, so you're going to say an arrest warrant. <laughs> I mean, it's effectively... It's not an arrest warrant, He goes straight to the Tower but, of London. Th- but they, <laughs> they, send, um, they send the sergeant to arms, mm. who is the man in the tights with the thing <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> over his shoulder, um, from Parliament to kind of go and fetch him, effectively. Mm. So if he comes to the UK for any reason... 
uh, any reason at all, holiday, mm. work. That'd be uh, such an amazing to to the photo. <laughs> um, they they might insist that he comes to Parliament. Um, and then so, dunk him as a witch. Yeah, they <laughs> drag him through the streets the, yeah, the with ancient, a bell. The ancient laws of Parliament will finally be applied to Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah. They'll put him in stocks and uh, <laughs> in, in, in the middle of bank in that five ways crossroads bit. They'll yeah. put him in the stocks. Um, but I find this standoff really fascinating. Mm. And it doesn't look like it's going to... It's been going on now since March, maybe, mm. um, when the scandal broke. Um, in fact, I think that they'd ask Mark Zuckerberg ahead of the scandal to come and talk because this inquiry that they were doing has been open since last year. Um, so it's re it's been going on for ages and it has it, there's no sign of it stopping anytime soon and it's just a kind of, it's like a battle of wills mm. between mm. them and they're, they're both being incredibly stubborn about it um, and I'm just curious to see how it's going to turn out next year. It's because they keep asking him to come on Facebook Messenger and they keep saying, has he, has it, does it say seen yet? Has he, has he seen it? No. He's just interested. He's not, he's not ready. Everyone knows that yeah. means he's not coming. Yeah. Might attend. So what else? What else has been going on? Um, one other thing that um, also sort of tangentially involves Zuckerberg mm -hmm. this year is um, uh, the kind of the rise of French tech. Ah, bon. um, <laughs> He says as he eats more of his macaroon. Macaron, I think you'll find. And uh, speaking of macaron, <laughs> wow. uh, this this uh, this whole kind of revolution, mm. vive la tech revolution in mm. France, um, has come as a result of their president Emmanuel Macron, mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, who is really kind of hot on the digital agenda, and he kind of. He's he's done a number of different things this year. Like he's kind of started this. Uh, I don't know, I don't know whether to call it a treaty. I think the official word for it is a declaration, where he's it's kind of um, uh, tech leaders and governments from across the world coming together to sign mm. um, this kind of document that says that they're going to uh, fight terrorism online and cyber attacks and. Mm -hmm. and all this kind of stuff, and he's kind of spearheaded this. Um, it was kind of something that he did around the Paris Peace Forum. He also held a big Tech for Good summit in Paris in May, mm. um, and he's been the first person who's managed to do this, where he's got um, t tech CEOs from like IBM, Microsoft, Facebook, uh, mm. Uber, like all Cisco, all of these massive tech companies in one place mm -hmm. to talk about the problems of the internet and for some reason he is just he has been so hot on this issue and mm. so such a kind of he's so shown kind of real leadership that he's actually managed to persuade them all to like leave america leave silicon valley and come and have this conversation with him mm. which is quite impressive and i i went to um because they got the best wine yeah <laughs> he offered them a cheese plate yeah. and come um, on over we've got unpasteurized cheese <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> And then they come over and they expect some cheese, and a man in, in tights comes up and leaps out. Yeah. Bonks on the back of the head and <laughs> drags him off to, <laughs> to the chambers. Yeah. I want to see this um, this cartoon series that you two are clearly <laughs> devising. Um, Drag you off the Bastille. Silicon Valley. Mm. Um, well, we've had GDPR stuff, haven't we? There's been a lot exactly, of tension. Exactly, yeah. yeah in fact, um, I've just had a piece that's um, gone live today on CNET. It's um, our big story of today, which is about all of the ways in which Europe's impacted Silicon Valley this year, from GDPR oh. to um, antitrust to Cambridge Analytica and um, some of this stuff to do with France as well. But like, he's mm. also he's not he's not giving you know he's not kind of kowtowing to them and sort of sucking up to them, mm. um, Macron. He's also um, he's been quite harsh on them and you know insisting upon more regulation and saying that 
regardless of because the eu is still discussing whether it's going to be taxing these companies more he said screw you i'm going to tax the tech companies any regardless next year so mm -hmm. they'll be taxed in france mm -hmm. um so yeah I, I just found that a kind of real interesting sort of uh, trend that I've been watching mm. throughout the year. Mm -hmm. But tell us about Taylor Swift. <laughs> <laughs> that's what, that's what we're waiting to hear. Like, <laughs> enough about tech. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> I mean, I don't need to be uh, asked twice to talk about Taylor Swift. Tell us about Taylor Swift. Um, <laughs> but but now you have asked, well, twice. I have asked twice. I definitely will tell you. Um, so yeah, uh, Taylor Swift's had a really interesting year in terms of tech technology. She's had a great year just generally, musically winning a bunch of awards. Mm. Um, but she's, well done, Taylor. We'll um, drink to that. <laughs> yes, we will. Um, but she's also, um, you know, she's she had a, the, the, one of the big news kind mm. of stories of the last few weeks was that she struck this deal with, um, this new record deal with um, Universal Music Group that means that she's, uh, and one of the kind of caveats of that deal, as we discussed in the podcast a few weeks ago, actually, is that um, if... Um, Universal share, sells its shares in Spotify, that it will have to um, kind of hand out the, the profits that it makes from those shares to all of its artists. That mm. was one of the things that she wanted mm. um, front and center written into her contract. Um, she's also, she's, she's kind of trying to wield her influence, um, I would say, in terms of, um, she's also, she, after she posted on Instagram, um, ahead of the midterms, um, they uh, about her about the, who she was voting for mm. uh, in the midterms and encouraging people to get out there and vote. Um, she they they saw a huge spike in voter registration, particularly in her home state of Tennessee, mm. um, where she's a registered voter, but also all over the U.S., mm. um, which um, really kind of you know it was a one of those big stories of the year that showed the power of social media mm. and um what happens when um it was all with a taylor big swift <laughs> she did it all yes she well did done, taylor swift. um and uh speaking of social media i also did a big feature on um her use of social media this year which was um kind of looking into the way in which she um reaches out to fans online and, mm. and, and interacts with fans online and then uses turns those interactions into real life encounters so she she'll she'll find the people that she um, stalks her own fans basically effectively they're stalking her she's stalking them everyone's um, stalking everybody and you know she'll she'll if she sees someone that she likes or she sees something that she finds funny she'll take screenshots and sort of get them she'll invite them to her she sees something that she wants she's just like <laughs> she has turned up at, at fans houses and stuff and found out where they yeah. lived and just turned up and, and given them things as well yeah which if they did that to her she probably wouldn't be too happy so no. a bit hypocritical um, yeah. so you've had a good you've had a great Taylor year we'll yeah. put those links in there it also yeah. resulted in you meeting her. It did, yes. Um, after that Very piece that graciously, you did. she invited me backstage, yeah. which was lovely. But more excitingly is when you met Tim Berners-Lee. I wouldn't say more exciting. Um, but <laughs> but you know, are you not a bigger fan of, <laughs> of his? Uh, I, I've Maybe his early work. His later singles have not been <laughs> quite so strong, I mean, I think. I think we all owe Sir Tim Berners-Lee a lot, you know. Mm. Uh, not, not in any kind of monetary legal sense, no. though. <laughs> 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 I've I've got his emails. I just I'm not biting. It's, I mean, <laughs> without him, we couldn't be sitting here wearing these hats, having this conversation right now. Yeah, we've all got a lot to thank Berners Lee for, haven't we? <laughs> we have. Um, so yes, I interviewed uh, Sir Tim Berners Lee um, at uh, Web Summit um, in November, mm -hmm. yeah. um, 
Uh, I was there in Lisbon for around a month, I think, uh, around a month, around a week. Um, and uh, the, I kind of kicked off my, I literally landed in, in Lisbon, mm. um, jumped in a taxi and headed straight over to the first thing that I did was interview Sir Tim, which mm -hmm. has been a real, um, something that I've been Sir wanting Tim, to do for ages. First name right, and title terms. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, and we talked, um, we talked a lot about um, something that he actually launched later that day mm -hmm. at, um, at Web Summit, which is something that he's calling um, the contract, the contract for the web. Mm. Um, and it's a kind of, it's, it's his vision um, for bringing um, the, the whole of the world online mm. um, and uh, also prote protecting the freedom of existing internet users and future internet users as well. Um, you can't give a contract on something that's all that's you're already on though. <laughs> um, <laughs> you have to sign that at the beginning. That's how it works. <laughs> um, thanks for the the legal input there. <laughs> yeah. Just thought I'd let you know. Not a lawyer. <laughs> I'm not. Just, play, just place one on TV. Um, he is wearing the traditional lawyer outfit, and yet strangely, he is not a legal authority. So don't take legal advice from this man if you ever see him <laughs> rooting around in your bins <laughs> or wherever else his natural habitat is. I, 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 so, I yes. root in a lot of places. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so, so Tim. Yeah, so yeah, so Tim, so we had, we had a lovely chat. Good. Um, and he was, you know, I think he recognises that, um, that the internet isn't perhaps not as, as kind of a positive a place as it always could be or should be. Um, yep. And he um, he said to me in the interview um, that the contract, um, it, it to a certain extent, paints a picture of a world in which is, is better than this one. Mm. Um, that w and it says that we can do better than what we have now. So it's, it's kind of, it's a sort of hopeful yeah. Um, yeah. If we can dream it, thing. we can yeah. achieve it. That sounds um, good. So, so yeah, that was a real, that was really great talking to him because obviously mm. he's had had a huge influence on on the world as we understand yeah. it today yeah um and what piece would you like to highlight oh um this is a piece that i wrote um a week or so ago um which was uh, a sort of i would say review but it was more of an essay really mm -hmm. <laughs> um on um my personal reaction to netflix's six-part documentary series dogs mm. um, dogs that's dogs that's a lot of dogs yeah um and I just thought that this was really, it was quite unusual. It was not really something that, it's not the kind of like standard Netflix fare, I don't think it mm -hmm. is, but it was this really beautifully shot sort of ode to dogs and the kind of the way in which they've enhanced our lives and um, and the way in which we kind of can help, we, we help them as well. And, um, and it highlights particular stories and relationships, yeah, doesn't it, people with their dogs? Exactly. So it's there are lots of different um sort of things that it, each episode focuses on something different a mm. different story around the world um the first episode for example is about therapy dogs and uh, there's one about a fisherman in italy um who uh takes his dog out with him on his boat every day and mm. their relationship and how he um how he relies on this dog to help him uh the one, dog about, in the one about <laughs> uh, dog grooming in japan which is a really really fascinating insight into the culture mm. um and how actually do they hold the scissors? <laughs> Um, you have to watch it with and their, find just out. With their mouths, their tails. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, actually, that was one of the things that I really enjoyed most about it—not mm. dogs with scissors, <laughs> 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 but um, the the fact that it really um, 
it, it the dogs were almost a kind of conduit for us understanding the stories of these humans you know they were mm. just almost like a lens through which we see explore these like very very human stories and it really i found it really interesting the way that it sort of automatically enhanced your empathy for the subjects Great. Okay. story so i would like i, I would love it if, if people would who are dog lovers out there would mm. read, read that it. and and also definitely watch it obviously as well it's but lovely. mostly read your piece it's yeah. really so lovely. i will put that into my list of uh the cnet essential reading list and as a top up my prosecco mm. um i must ask you both any particular picks from the food that i got oh, oh well i'm gonna I mean, be honest these crisps here whichever ones these are is that the ham yeah that's the ham and parmesan they're grim Oh, really? I quite like so. those. These ones, though, like they're them. just the ham ones. I haven't actually tried those ones. Just the, the plain ham ones. I'm not sure I like the plain ham ones. Um, plain ham are delicious. Ham and cheese, um, I think, are foul. These mince pies, these little tiny mince pies are really lovely. So, sorry, Rich, I know you don't like them, but Andy, I'll why don't you have the, you have the, okay. the leftover one? Oh, I'm um, going to so I'm gonna try the these. The chocolate men were nice. Jay, would you like a chocolate man? He doesn't want a chocolate man, he's saying. Maybe he'll have one later. Maybe. Um, I don't also, either, also if you'd like some more Prosecco, then you're welcome to come and help yourself. Because <laughs> we're nice like that, you see, on this on this show. Yeah. Um, but speaking of me being nice, I'm yeah. going to give Rich his turn. <laughs> okay. uh, Rich, you've seen a lot, you've done a lot this year. It's been a big year for you for many reasons. Oh, it has, yeah. Why don't you tell us all about it? Well, I got married. Hey! Yeah, yeah, toast, uh, toast to Rich. Thanks, thanks very much. Cheers. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah. Clink, clink, clink. make the sound. And we're expecting a baby as well. Oh, so Again. Cheers. Clink, clink, clink. Should have got more prosecco. Yeah. <laughs> Are you um, sure you should be drinking, Rich? <laughs> uh, yes. No, I'm <laughs> if not allowed. You're expecting I'm, a baby. I'm allowed one glass of champagne uh, per okay. per week. That's that's <laughs> that's in that's in my thing that I'm allowed. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> Was that what you were expecting? That's it. Okay. Oh, okay yeah. So thank you for joining. Right. <laughs> oh, you wanted to talk about you wanted to talk about work and stuff. We'll talk about yes, work a what little bit. What a year! What a year it's been. Um, so in the kind of movie and TV front, it's been um, it's been quite a fun year. I can't believe it's been it's the, it's the, we're still in the same year the Black Panther came out. For some reason, that seems like it's just been with us forever. I don't know. When did that come out? That was is it any like good? February or March. It's amazing. Yeah, it's brilliant. Really? Um, we had quite a few sort of like um, uh, on the blockbuster front. There were quite a few like big dumb movies that got really terrible reviews, <laughs> but were a lot of fun and people went to see in I their drives. Bohemian Rhapsody, Venom, The Meg. Yeah, I was going to say Venom was one that mm. for me I, I haven't seen it, but I remember you saying like that is the classic. Big budget, lots of discussion about it. Lots mm. of people didn't like it, mm. but it's just a big dumb romp. It's it's it is a bit of a dumb yes, dumb romp absolutely. And um, you know, I think we're going to see if we're going to see a lot more of those next year as well. So, Rich, do you think yep. that this trend for these big dumb movies that people actually really enjoy going to see and spending <laughs> their money on? Do you think that in some ways that's a reflection of kind of the uh, of what else is going on in the world? A little bit like there's a lot of overwhelming stuff happening in like the political sphere. You know, we've got climate change, we've got antibiotic resistance, we've got all mm. of this other stuff going on. That's you know, it's not e like the news has not been easy over the past year or so. Mm. And do you think that these this kind of like real sort of immersion into these sort of quite escapist movies is just part of yeah it? maybe maybe I mean next year is going to be it's all about the familiar I think there's going to be a lot it's, it's all right. sequels it's all reboots so I mean if you look at things like Shazam the DC uh, movie that's going to be uh, like a big fun movie um, Captain they're Marvel they're making a movie about Shazam they're making a movie uh, no there's a TV show about Shazam but they're making a movie about it well, yeah, I'm sure we've had this conversation before. It's called Can You Beat Shazam? And it was where Jamie Foxx played Name That Tune with Shazam. That was a TV show. That was a real thing. <laughs> Do you remember that from, from when that comes up? 
Anyway, uh, so yeah. So I, can't, I can't tell if you're joking. No, that's a real thing. That was a real TV show that was on this year or maybe last year. Uh, I'm sure it was. But uh, yeah, so I think that's possibly true. I mean, that said, though, uh, if you look at, you know, especially as these uh, blockbusters and franchises and series become longer and longer and longer, they do actually become quite dark. If you look at Avengers, I mean, if you look at the end of Infinity War, which came out this year and which was huge, uh, like half the living beings in the entire universe were, were killed in that. Mm. And uh, so when we get to Avengers Endgame, we've just had the trailer for that and that's coming out in April. Mm-hmm. Um, that's going to be that's, that sounds like it's going to be quite dark they get the other uh, half yeah they get the other half yeah, yeah exactly they come back for the other half um, Captain Marvel is going to be before I think Captain Marvel is going to be a little bit lighter that, um, that looks like a lot of fun that's set in the 90s um, it's a Marvel movie that's set in the past that looks like a lot of fun um, yeah I mean there's, uh, there's there's kind of there's, there's so many sequels but what they're, I mean, you know, if you look at Disney, just Disney alone, I mean, mm-hmm. so they make the Marvel movies and the Star Wars movies and they make the Disney live action movies, like everything. It's just wall to wall Disney next year. Yeah. Because they're remaking not one, not two, but three of their animated classics yeah. are being redone as live action. Now, it's technically, everyone calls it live action. It's basically just an animated, but animated with computers and a few human actors in it. So I think probably photo real would be a better way. Kind to, of like to the, the Last Jungle Book movie mm. that they did. Exactly like that. Exactly right. like that. And they're giving that treatment to Dumbo, The Lion King, and Aladdin. Aladdin is my personal favorite Disney film of all time. Is it? So I'm really interested to see whether it can recapture that mm. magic that I just that made me fall in love with that film as a child. Who's the genie in it? Is it Will Smith? In the original, no, in the new one, is it? Wilson? I can't remember. I think I, it is. Okay, yeah, and uh, Dumbo is being uh, directed by Tim Burton, so that could be kind of interesting. But it does mean Tim Burton. Yeah, Tim as Burton. If, as so if it's, it's not be dark twisted. enough already. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so because because of that, because of uh, because of the Marvel movies, so you've got Captain Marvel coming out in March. You've got uh, uh, then you've got Avengers coming out in April. And, and then you've got all the Disney movies, you've got Star Wars coming out at the end of the year. That means that you've basically got a Disney movie like every month. And also what's happening next month, next year, is that uh, Disney is launching Disney Plus, which is the Netflix of Disney. Oh, yeah, of course. It's going to be the big Disney streaming yep. service. And what they're doing is they're putting all their old stuff on that, and then they're also remaking all their old stuff. So uh, there's actually going to be... Um, remaking or remastering? Re- no, re- actually remaking. So, um, for example, they're redoing stuff like uh, The Rocketeer, Three Men and a Baby. Um, just like the list is absolutely endless of, of stuff that they're remaking. They're making High School Musical, The Musical. So it's like it's all this kind of crazy stuff. I kind of feel like um, next year, I can't, the, you know, sequels and reboots are just kind of folding in on themselves. They're just being remade and remade and remade. Uh, kind of culminating with Pokemon Detective Pikachu. Oh, yeah. What the hell is that about? What is going <laughs> it's on It's going to be brilliant. <laughs> it, it's going to be fascinating, yeah. Um, I, mean, I do think there's, there's, you know, there is some original stuff happening, though. So, um, for example, yeah. there's Quentin Tarantino's making a new movie, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which has just everybody. I wish it? Quentin Tarantino did Detective Pikachu. That would be cool. There was a room he was going to make a Star Trek movie at one point. Really? Yeah, I mean, I, I presume that's just a movie. That's never going to happen. Tarantino it's, it's, doing um, Star Trek. Mm. It's but one, this is the thing. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, the, the Manson movie. Yes, it's about the, it's ah, about the, okay. the kind of Charles Manson oh, era. I'm quite keen to see that. Yeah, I mean, it's got so, it's Leonardo DiCaprio and Brad Pitt are playing a lo- are in it. There's loads and loads of people are in it. Mm. Uh, Margot Robbie is playing Sharon Tate, who was uh, who was murdered, of course, mm. tragically by uh, by the Charles Manson followers. And she's brilliant. And, so. and she's fantastic. And uh, Damien Lewis is playing Steve McQueen, which is interesting because wow. he's got that kind of he's got the kind of face for it. Yeah. So that'll be interesting to see how how he kind of pulls that off. Um, there's also there's a few other movies. There's uh, the Goldfinch and that. Adaptation oh, yes. of the Donald Hartnell. Yeah, that's one of my favourite books. Um, the Kid Who Would Be King from Joe Cornish. So that's mm-hmm. like a kind of modern school days kind of update of uh, the King Arthur myth made by Joe Cornish, the guy who made, uh, wrote and directed Attack the Block. That could be interesting. That'll be funny, interesting to see what that's like. There's going to be a movie called Radioactive about the life of Marie Curie. 
Um, there's going to be a couple of movies about true stories of uh, real life whistleblowers, which is quite interesting. Okay. Um, there's one called Official Secrets, which stars, I think, uh, Kieran Knightley, maybe, I think, uh, as a British whistleblower who uh, leaked some documents about the Iraq war. And then there's The Report, which stars Adam Driver as the whistleblower who leaked uh, the information about the CIA's uh, torture uh, programs. So there's that kind of stuff that's, go that's going on. There's also Tom Hanks is in a World War II movie called Greyhound, which sounds like it's going to be a lot of fun. Christian Bale is in a movie called Ford v Ferrari about the Le Mans, Le, Le Mans, Le, Le Mans, Le the the. The, Mon. the Lemons 24-hour endurance race starring <laughs> Christian Bale. That is how Christian Bale will pronounce it in his, in his accent. Mm. Um, and also a movie that's uh, going to be out on Netflix, uh, which we don't have a date for yet, but it's The Irishman. So this is Martin Scorsese making another crime epic in the style of Goodfellas and Mean Streets and all his other classic crime okay. movies. And it stars the Dream Team cast. It's got De Niro, it's got Pesci, it's got Pacino, it's got Harvey Keitel. And yet, this is like the ultimate mixed feelings for me because those guys are really old. And so what they're doing uh -huh. is they're using cutting edge CG. They're gonna use, they're gonna digitally de-age them to make them look. And I just think, I don't know if that's gonna work. Yeah. It's really strange. Why not have them be, I have nothing, don't know anything about this film. Mm. Have them be their age they are and doing things. Well, so like, the point of this story is it's, uh, it's, it's about the disappearance of Jimmy Hoffa and it's based on a true story or it's based on a kind of like a version of true events um, about the uh, the guys who, who claim to have been involved in the in the murder of Jimmy or the disappearance of Jimmy Hoffa. Um, and uh, so it is kind of like, I can't help getting the feeling it's a little bit of a swan song for these guys, getting the band back together one last time. It's interesting that it's on, like, that it's on Netflix. Um, Netflix obviously has been uh, in the in the press a lot. There's been a lot of back uh, of sort of back and forth about where, about Netflix's relationship with kind of big proper cinema mm. in a sense. Um, which brings me actually to probably the best film of the year, which is Roma. If that's on Netflix now, you should give that a watch. Uh, again, that's a movie that deserved to be on a big screen. It had a limited cinema release, but it's absolutely fantastic. It deserves to be seen on a big screen if you can. Um, so yeah, so I'm not sure about the Irishman. I'm 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 a little bit unsure about that one. Uh, but yeah, looking back over this year, I think it's been a pretty good year. If you um, there's uh, stuff like Destroyer with Nicole Kidman. I don't know if that's uh, uh, available to see over here yet, but that's absolutely fantastic, uh, searing stuff. First Man I thought was great, underrated, didn't make much money. I thought that was absolutely fantastic. I saw a movie called The Guilty, which is Danish. You get a chance to check that out. You should. It's First Man, the um, Ardman one. Uh, no, it's not. It's it's <laughs> yeah, it's the Ardman story of uh, Neil Armstrong. Um, oh, that it's about it's okay. Wallace and Gromit getting a rocket and they go to the moon with Neil. <laughs> what, what was the what was the argument? There is actually already a Wallace and Gromit film like that. There is, there? there is a grand day out. Yeah. Um, no, uh, the Ardman story was Early Man. That was early about man. cavemen playing football. You can see where I got confused. That, well, that came out earlier this year. That was linked to the World Cup, wasn't it? Do you remember the World Cup? No. God, oh, this wow. year, never this heard year of it. Has been absolutely crazy, hasn't it? Yeah, um, um, and uh, another movie that I saw right at the start of this year, uh, speaking about like Facebook and Cambridge Analytica and stuff, was called The Cleaners, and it kind of was too relevant. It kind of oh. was so timely that with all that happened this year with Facebook that it just sort of almost got buried, but it's an essential documentary. If you get a chance to see it, uh, it's been, okay. I think, on uh, PBS in the US re very recently. But if you do get a chance to catch that, then uh, then then look out for it. Um, so yeah, that's been that's been this year. And in terms of the stuff that I the, the stuff that I wrote and the, yeah, what I, do you want to highlight? What do I want to highlight? Um, I think probably the most interesting thing about this year has been I spent a lot of time talking to people who work behind the scenes. Uh, and so, for example, uh, I talked to the, uh, the the guy who did the makeup for First Man, which was really interesting mm. because you know you kind of you look at a movie like that and it feels quite natural and uh, it doesn't look like anyone's really wearing much makeup. But you know, because it's an animation. Because it's an animation. Yes, yeah. everyone's made out of clay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but yeah. So a lot of a lot of kind of a lot of work goes. 
into making something look like no work's gone into it. And it's a very similar thing with uh, with visual effects as well. Now we all know about uh, you know Black Panther, Infinity War, Star Wars, all the rest of it, where the visual effects are really obvious because there's superheroes flying around the place, punching each other through walls and shooting you know phaser beams out of their knees. And, and that, that doesn't really yeah. happen. That's uh, in that, natural that, that, in natural life. What? No, exactly. In in real yeah. life, that doesn't usually happen. Yeah. But well, uh, but yeah, but me. but nowadays the visual effects industry actually uh, works on everything. There is visual effects in everything you see. So uh, looking at like hist- period dramas and mm. uh, Sicario Two is an example where I interviewed the visual effects people who worked on that movie. It's hyper real. It's set in the real world. It's kind of like ripped from the headline story. And yet, it's absolutely full of visual effects. Uh, you know, making the uh, the sort of the sets and the uh, and the uh, the sort of the the the, the, the action sequences work. Um, so that's that was absolutely fascinating. And also, I got to play with uh, the actual one of the actual dinosaurs from Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom. Oh, that was a brilliant piece cool. that you wrote. Yeah, yeah oh, that's you. fantastic. You should yes, everyone should check that out. Well, we'll highlight those. Yep. And which brings really the podcast to a close. Except oh, there is one last thing that's coming out in 2019. Men in Black International. Oh, new Men in Black. The big one. Yeah. Finally. New Men in Black. Maybe Andy could write a movie review for CNET. Maybe I could. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Looking forward to that. Oh, and the last Star Wars movie as well bringing the current trilogy to an end, which will be fascinating. That's, That's next December, year. Yeah. Actually, speaking of this year, this year is ending strong. Bumblebee, Into the Spider-Verse, Aquaman, all great. Into the Spider-Verse is the animated Spider-Man yes, one, isn't fantastic. it? Yes, it, it looks really good. Mm. It's one of my movies of the year. Wow. And it's in in cinemas now-ish. Probably now. I don't know, I don't know your life. I only so. <laughs> know about that because it, uh, the trailer came on a Sony... Uh, Xperia review handset. It was one of their, you know, it, it came on there to show off how like nice the screen looks mm. and stuff. And I was like, oh, this looks pretty cool. Um, and yeah, when so I saw the trailer on this phone. That's a great story. It's a great story. <laughs> Before I bring the show to an end. Oh yeah, Rich. Game of Thrones is ending next year as well. I, th- I think I might yeah. actually finally watch Game of Thrones. It means I've got to watch the entire thing before March. Well, you know, you could always. Have you not watch any of it. You could nope. watch it over Christmas. This guy. Take watch it on the plane with Christmas. you. That's true. Maybe I could do that. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. yeah. You need a long flight to watch all of <laughs> Game of Thrones. Um, yeah. Right. Before we end, I do have dun, 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 a quiz. Oh. Ooh, a quiz. I didn't put it in the I didn't put this it in the script because I did want to surprise you. Yeah. yeah. This is this is very shampers. retro. Ugh. I'm gonna I'm it's gonna not pick really up. Champers. It's prosecco. Drink some quiz prosecco. I'm picking up my surface so that you can't see. Because I've written down some okay. things. Okay. Okay. It's only a few questions. We've we've got a quiz. We're quiz ready. I'll have a little top up too if you don't if you don't mind ever so much. <laughs> the crisps are escaping. Are we ready <coughs> to begin? Yes. Quiz yes. us. Quiz us. The Galaxy Note Nine was launched this year with a whopping six point four inch display, Rich. Mm-hmm. But what was the size of the first Galaxy Note phone? Oh, I mean, it wasn't actually a phone. So trick question. It was a phone. It wasn't. It was a phablet. No, it was a phone. I point to Gryffindor. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I'm any any real <laughs> any real guesses. Have you been um, sorted by the sorting out on bottom? Or if not, you can't claim to be a Gryffindor. <laughs> no, that's true. Well, that I have uh, a Gryffindor. It was. It, is this a question for me? For us both, you both know, you. whoever wants to buzz oh, in first. Oh, I thought it was for Rich. Bzz, I haven't no, got a buzzer. Make a noise. Make a buzz noise. Bzz. Pretend you're an angry hornet. <laughs> angry hornet. Yes. Bzz. <laughs> okay. Um, That's the answer. I'm going to go with. Um, the current one is six point four. Okay, I'm going to go with. This is five point eight. We've got a five point eight from Rich. Uh, four point five. 
So do we have to work out who's in the middle? It's 5.3, <laughs> which I think is exactly in the middle. No, no, Rich is closer. Rich yeah. is closer. Yeah. Rich gets the point. Yeah. yeah. There you go. And yeah. Okay. This oh, yeah. year saw the launch of the film Bohemian Rhapsody, mm. which we've talked about, starring Rami Malek as uh, Freddie Mercury. Yeah, that's correct. I win. But tell me, how many Earth days make up one Mercury year? <laughs> <laughs> relevant, uh, relevant questions. Uh, 752. Uh, Make up one Mercury year. Mm. Pick a number, any number. Uh, 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 I'm going to go with... Um, going to hurry for an answer. Okay, I'm going to go with 200. 88. It's the planet oh. closest to the sun. It's going to have a much shorter. But for oh. a bonus point, if one Mercury year is mm. 88 days... How many Earth days make up one Mercury day? Sunrise to sunset. I've just noticed there's chocolate Santas. Were, were, these were hidden by your surface the entire yeah, time. Yeah, you can help yourself to chocolate Santa. Okay. Oh, amazing. Are you also going to answer the question? Hang on. I'm struggling. 88 days. 88 days in a year. Yeah. Yeah. So how many Earth days? How many Earth days in one Mercury day? Sunrise to sunset. Three. Oh, four. Three days in one Mercury day. Yeah. It's actually 176 Earth days elapse. I said four, so I was higher. Between so I'm right. one sunrise I and the next the sunrise on Mercury because of the way that it orbits. I, cool. was, I was doing the wrong maths. You were doing the wrong maths. I know, <laughs> and that's why I knew it would trick you both. Mm. Earlier this year, we saw the launch of the iPhone XS, but yep. can you tell me three uses for excess human hair? <laughs> uh, uh, a cello bow. Wigs. No, uh, rigs. One. A weave. Is that the same thing? Yeah, same thing. Same thing. Um, Stuffing your pillowcases. Stuffing your shoes so that they don't squeak. Pillow hair. <laughs> putting, wouldn't wouldn't the sound squeak though? Putting down on spilt uh, champagne. Close. To soak it up. Oil spills is one legitimate use for human really? hair. No. Human hair is used. Excess human hair is shipped and used to um, uh, mop up oil spills. Wow. Uh, uh, okay, Richard's got one. He's got two, really. Do you want to try and get one more? Okay, um, I'm gonna go <laughs> with like um, uh, something to do with uh, medical waste. No, you can have <laughs> gro like these are legit uses. You could have gone with growing food um, because uh, it is often um, used to create like a okay. um, a webbing to help protect crops. Cleaning what? oil spills, making wigs, making clothes, and nesting material for birds. <laughs> What was the starting storage option for the first iPhone? Um, um, beep. Two gigabytes. Rich, any advance? Oh, less than that, I reckon. Oh, 512 megabytes. You think? I think it was probably that. Yeah. You think 512 megabytes? I got megabytes? the right answer, yeah. Four gigabytes. Really? Uh, yes. more than I thought, the very first Four one. Gigabytes. Four gigabytes well, for was, the first was one. That the, was that the most here? expensive one, or was that the least that was expensive the That was the entry. entry. That was the one that was model. on that Yes, acor according to what I googled earlier. <laughs> I am using a Microsoft Surface, but can you tell me what Why? is the slipperiest Surface in the world? <laughs> a slip and slide. <laughs> Um, uh, the slipperiest surface in the world. I, I reckon probably is it graphene? It's always graphene. The answer to these you're questions. You're not are far off. Any... Mm, 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 mm. Oil. It's a material called BAM. 
which is a material that consists of boron, aluminium, and magnesium. Uh, it is a super hard substance that is mm. just the third hardest to diamond and cubic boron nitride, which I know was on the tip of your tongue, Rich. Mm. Um, you can apply this material to industrial things, and they will be very slippery, and as in very low friction, mm. but also extremely hard wearing. So it is believed that that can save um, industries upwards of $160 million a year um, wow. if that is put into use. That does absolutely bring us to the close I of this. I didn't get a single quiz question right. But you've had as many crisps and festive foods as you want. We're all winners here. Have a festive Santa. We are all winners indeed. Go. Thank you very much for joining us for this bumper festive episode. We will put all of the um, articles that we've talked about in the show notes. Why you're still talking and you're not handing over a prize. What do you want? You don't want, there's a man, man. but you've already got a man. I've already eaten enough of them to feel a bit sick. So I don't want any more of them. I'll find you a prize later. Okay, don't worry, that's fine. (laughs) A prize, excellent. Do make sure (laughs) to let us know any of your comments by emailing the show. We've seen at ukpodcast at cbsi.com. You can tweet us with Rich. Uh, uh, Rich Nightwell. <laughs> At Rich Nightwell. At Rich Nightwell, yes. Twitter.com slash Rich Nightwell with a K. And Katie? Um, you can find me married. At, <laughs> at Katie Collins. He got married, so he no longer cares about anything, <laughs> particularly <laughs> podcasting. Uh, you can find me with at Battery HQ uh, or CNET on his usual social channels with at CNET. Um, yeah, leave your comments as well below in YouTube. Uh, make sure to like and subscribe to see it for more. And we will see you in the new year. Make sure to have a wonderful Christmas and a great new year. And same goes to both of you. Oh, Thanks, thank Sandy. you so much. You, you too. too. Happy Christmas, everybody. Happy Christmas. Yeah. See you next time. Happy Christmas. Bye.